Hey guys, in today's episode, we are doing another round of Ask Emma Anything, which means you guys are in control of today's topics. I'll be diving into the questions you all submitted and giving my honest answers. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. It is an absolutely beautiful day here in New Jersey today. I am in the best mood. I am in a tank top (laughs) for the first time and I don't know how long because it's like 71 degrees in New Jersey and it just put me in such a good mood. So happy Wednesday, everybody, or whatever day you're listening to this on. How are we all feeling? I hope you all are staying happy and healthy and had a great weekend this past weekend. I hope you all enjoyed some good music. Uh, like I said, I'm feeling really good today. I have been in good spirits, you know, despite everything going on in the world. And I was very much looking forward to recording today's episode. So I kind of just want to jump right into to the topics today because you guys sent in so many great questions. I saw a couple come through. And if you guys are new to the podcast, um, this is the third Ask Emma Anything that we are going to do. Uh, I like to do them every few months just so that we get to bring up whatever topics you guys want to talk about, advice you need, whatever's on your mind. You curate the whole episode based on your questions. So I love doing these. I love checking in with you guys. So I'm really excited to do that. But before we get into everything, just want to say my quick thank yous. Um, Thank you to everybody who shares the podcast, tells a friend about it, follows on Instagram and on Twitter at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis if you want to follow along along with me and the podcast. Uh, You guys can also subscribe, follow, do all of the things. Uh, We are on every major streaming platform and on YouTube. Um, I have a Rave Culture Cast playlist uh, under Emma Capotis. So you guys can go subscribe over there if you're interested in watching the episodes and interviews. And if you guys have 10 seconds today to rate this on iTunes, um, write a review if you're even feeling up to it. I see you guys out there who who do those. I've read them before. So thank you so much for doing that. It, it really genuinely helps people discover the podcast um, and get that bumped up in the charts. So thank you guys so much for always being so wonderful and so supportive. You, you guys know. You already know. So I think that's all I've got here at the top. Um, yeah, I think I said this already, but the biggest thing you can do to help support this podcast and keep it going is to make it your Instagram stories, tweet out a link, send it to your Ray fam in a group chat, um, and tell some somebody new that you know doesn't listen, put them onto the podcast. Uh, that is a huge, huge help because word of mouth is the best way to get get this around. So anyway, I'm done blabbing about that. Let's get into today's listener of the week. Okay, so for any of you guys who do not know, every episode at the top, I like to shout out one of our listeners or I like that you guys send in people. Um, you guys can nominate people that you want me to shout out. It can be a friend, family member, loved one, whoever it is, somebody that you just think is a positive influence on you, on the community, and you want to shout them out for doing something great. 
So this week, this comes from Portia. It says, hey, Emma, I would like to nominate our friend Emily Thon at M underscore T-H-O-N for listener of the week. Along with being a fan of you, your podcast and all things EDM and being totally plur, Emily is such an amazing person. She is always the most supportive and kind-hearted human willing to help family, friends, or complete strangers with anything they need. She's truly the sweetest. Unfortunately, she's had a tough time during this pandemic, as so many others have. Apart from bad news regarding work, her college graduation ceremony has been canceled. She has worked so incredibly hard the past few years and could really use a shout out for not only being an amazing part of our awesome rave fam, but for being a badass and graduating with her BA amidst all of the craziness. Congrats, Emily. We're so proud of you and can't wait to see everything you accomplish. Uh, thanks, Emma. Much love. Portia and Alyssa at Portia Monty. And at Alyssa Rule underscore. Oh, I love that. Well, first off, congratulations on graduating. All of my graduates, I I can't even imagine the feeling of not being able to walk or actually have the ceremony and have your family there. But just know all of the hard work that you guys put in the last four years, eight years, whatever it is, um, does not go unnoticed. It means something and you don't need to have a ceremony to just like tie this all up with a bow honestly like you guys are coming out of this experience stronger and you will have other opportunities to celebrate it I hope um you know when this is all over you're able to get together with your family or something like that but congratulations that is such a huge accomplishment Emily um I'm so happy to have you as a part of the family that's awesome thank you so much for listening and you have some really great friends so congrats again uh thank you for nominating Emily as listener of the week um and again if you guys have any nominations very similar to this any friends you want to shout out healthcare workers like whoever it is um please feel free to email me your nominations uh, to raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com. All right, I want to jump right into your questions. I'm under like a time crunch. (laughs) Today was the perfect example of me procrastinating until the last minute because that's just how I am sometimes. And I literally have a Zoom call to go to in like 50 minutes. So you guys, we're going to knock this out. So if I'm talking even more fast than I normally am. Uh, It's because of that. So here we go. Let's jump into emails first and then I'll get to like Instagram and some other stuff. Okay, so this one is from Alexandria. She says, hey Emma, my question for you is what other genres of music do you like and what are your other favorite artists from each? Um, And she had another question, so we'll start with that. Okay, Some of these I'll try and knock out quickly, you guys. So what other genres of music? I honestly fucking love pop music. Like I'm still, I love my like divas, my strong female singers. So I'm a sucker for Taylor Swift. I love her music. Like lyrically, I think she's a genius. I listen to Ariana Grande a lot. Uh, I like Miley Cyrus. Who else do I like? Rihanna, I still really am into. Um, And kind of... I wouldn't say rap as a whole, but just Post Malone. Actually, Post Malone, fun fact, was my most played artist of all in 2019 on Spotify. Brian, my boyfriend, and I listened to him a lot. So I love Post Malone. I saw him in concert last year. (laughs) So I would probably say that category. And I also still love like listening to throwbacks that I was into in high school. So pop punk artists, like my favorite artist in high school for years were All Time Low, Paramore, 
the main the rocket summer uh my chemical romance like all of those bands i was completely and utterly obsessed with so i still listen to that um and concerts and festivals i've been to outside of edm I'm probably going to do a video like story time very soon talking about my high school experiences because I've been to 50 plus probably more than that concerts um, from like alternative music rock uh, from when I was in high school and college. So I, you know, stay tuned on my YouTube channel for that. But uh, thank you so much for your question, Alexandria. Okay, next one is from Katie. It says, Emma, curious, how did you adjust to recording content in your apartment while your boyfriend is around? I'm just imagining my boyfriend laughing the whole time if I were in your shoes. Okay, and she has some other questions. I'll start there. So Brian and I have lived together for about a year and a half. And honestly, I was a little bit nervous about that. Um, And just like your habits in general, before you live with your partner, you're not sure like how much alone time you're going to have, like are you going to be on top of each other? And it just naturally worked out well for us. But I record the podcast here. You guys can see I'm in front of my bed. (laughs) I record it in the bedroom. Brian's watching Sons of Anarchy inside right now. And then it depends, like currently I'm working from home. So I will try and record some stuff in the morning when he's at work. And before this pandemic, uh, I would record things Saturday mornings because he would be at football practice so I sort of would like record things when he wasn't in the house just because I could have free range of filming wherever I wanted to but it's just like an adjustment obviously I want to be respectful respectful of his space and not kick him out of one room um but yeah he's very flexible he's wonderful he lets me do my thing uh and then she has another question what habits do you see yourself doing in your recordings that are off-putting to you? Like, oh gosh, what did I just say slash do? I imagine that was an adjustment watching yourself back at first as almost everyone cringes at hearing their own voice and seeing themselves in video. That's such a good question. Um, Yes, it's so weird. Like, I guess I'm so used to it now, but I have to go back to thinking about when I started. It is weird listening to your voice. I don't like when other people play my videos in front of me. Nothing is more cringeworthy than my mom opening my YouTube video. I like cannot hear my voice. I'm like, mom, turn it off. Please stop. (laughs) But I don't know. I kind of have been in front of the camera for a while and I've done like voiceovers and voice recordings for work in the past. So I weirdly don't find it off-putting editing myself. I'm sure other people definitely do, but I'm just so used to it. So I think you just have to get more comfortable. I think the more you're in front of the camera, the more you edit yourself, um, you start to pick up on those things and you try to be a little bit better about them. I say you guys all the time. You guys, you guys, you guys, you'll hear it all the time. So I try and fix that when I can. I try not to say um as much and... What else do I do? I curse a lot and sometimes I'll watch things back and be like, oh, Emma, you probably did not need to drop the F-bomb in there. But yeah, it's just an adjustment watching yourself. Honestly, uh, you'll just get more comfortable over time. (laughs) But thank you so much, Katie, for your question. Okay, this next one is from Ash. We got a couple here. It says, hey, Emma, I had a few questions I wanted to ask for AEA. Uh, No need to do all of them hope isolation is going okay for you it is I'm hanging in there I hope you're doing all right too all right let's see what these questions are do you get stuck trying to find new inspiration for content creation I always feel like I have a cool idea for new videos and then I get discouraged when I see other people on social media doing the same thing 
That's a really great question. I had this conversation with my friends, Aid and Ashley, who are other content creators as well. And there was a great podcast episode. I'm going to forget the name of it now. Um, But it was essentially like no idea is original. And oh, no, the episode was like called what if somebody else does my idea before I get around to doing it, which happens all the time in content creation. You might have a full video scripted out and shot and then someone else posts the exact same idea, but they do it differently. So inspiration, I, I think you can find inspiration everywhere and try and be as original as you can um i mean you have tiktok which tiktok is essentially people recycle recycling each other's content over and over again and in that instance it's sort of like as long as you put your own flair and twist on it then i feel like it's okay because the point of that is jumping on the trends but don't get discouraged because here's the thing you are unique you have your own perspective your own voice that nobody else has that's what separates you so it doesn't matter if somebody does a very similar idea because they're going to approach it differently than how you're going to approach it and they have a different voice than you do so do not let anybody else doing an idea that you already had discourage you I have lipstick on my teeth I'm like looking in the mirror here (laughs) um and it, it just, it's it's going to happen and honestly you're going to you're going to hold yourself back from doing really great ideas by thinking like somebody took them first just have your own twist on it make it your own and i still think you should move forward with doing that and like i said Aiden Ashley and i have talked cuz Aiden and i especially like people in this community like a lot of the topics are covered all the time so it eventually got to the point where we were texting each other being like hey i'm going to do this idea i know you already did something similar But just letting you know, I'm putting this out too. And we would give each other heads up. So it's also good to sort of communicate with other people um, and like bounce ideas off of each other because you never know that could also be really helpful. And what other questions? She said, how do you, how does one gain confidence to try wearing more revealing rave wear? The idea of wearing just pasties on top to a festival is so cute until I think about running around without any coverage or support for the girls. Okay, 100% relate to that. Uh, I'm not comfortable wearing just pasties. I, you know, to each their own. Some people are totally fine with it. It doesn't bother them at all. Nudity is okay. And I say go for it, but just respect and know your own boundaries. Don't feel any pressure to wear a certain outfit. Wear whatever you are comfortable in. I've said this before, like I like revealing some parts of my body and then I like covering up in other areas. Like I almost always have tights on with my bottoms because I don't like my butt just hanging out. And in other days I feel a little bit better about it. But honestly, If you are comfortable in your whole outfit, if you have an accessory, if you have something that makes you just feel so good, I feel like that will resonate and that will show through with your outfit. So just pick something at the end of the day that you are the most comfortable in. Okay, so we're gonna... Oh, and she had one more question, sorry. Do you have any advice for somebody building a social media platform between YouTube, Instagram, etc.? That's a good question. I, I haven't really talked too much about like content creation and growth and like strategies and stuff like that if you guys are ever interested let me know I could do an episode on here or I can do a YouTube video just about like my growth and any tips and advice I have for other people biggest things I've noticed well one consistency 100% like you guys see how short people's attention span is like there's content being produced all the time all day every day So I have like a pretty strict guideline with myself for the amount of content I should be producing. I'm backing off on YouTube right now, but 
be consistent. I post daily on Instagram. I do multiple stories a day. You don't have to be a psychopath like me, but just keep things interesting. Um, you know, record new content, take pictures, do fun things, put together fun little clips and short videos, make TikTok, like whatever it is. Um, you know, just try and maybe have one or two days a week where you're sitting down to like shoot content and then you roll it out for the rest of the week. That's like I try and do that on the weekends. Um, and then building a platform, I would just say like be really engaging with people. I personally on my YouTube channel and on Instagram try to answer every single comment, every message I get. I just like really try and interact with people as much as possible. Um, and yeah, I mean, be yourself at the end of the day. I feel like if you are being your true authentic self that resonates with people, I personally can tell when influencers are full of shit and they're selling shit. Uh, that just doesn't do it for me personally. So I also just think be be authentic at the end of the day as well. Okay, I think that was all of the questions on YouTube. I'm going to take a super quick break here, you guys, and then we're going to hop over to um, Instagram and answer those questions. Alrighty, and we are back. Uh, I actually just realized that I had more questions on the YouTube community board, so we're going to go do that next. So, okay, we have a couple here. And thank you to everybody who submitted questions, seriously, so much. Um, Old Man River said, hey, Emma, share with us some what new music you've been listening to and what artists are you most excited about regarding upcoming music? Great question. So I do a playlist. I have one playlist on my Spotify. It's called New Music Friday. I update it weekly every Friday morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I go through all of the new EDM releases of the day for any genre and I add them to my playlist. So those are my top picks. Uh, and then I also share them on my Instagram story. So definitely check out that series that I do. I love sharing my favorite new music. And so if you want the whole playlist, I like recycle things. So old music will get deleted and then every week new stuff will be in there. And recently, I would say upcoming album that I'm the most excited about right now is Kygo because love the man, love his albums. I just think he's so incredible. So very much excited for him. Who else put out? Elaine 8 put out a new song, Bear Hug, that I've been pretty obsessed with. Oliver Heldens has been dropping new music. I really liked Nitty Gritty's new release that he did. Who was it? Duke Dumont. I have been listening to Duke Dumont a lot lately. I just really love his music and his song, Red Light, Green Light. So good. At the end of the episode, I always do my favorite songs of the week. So I'll, I'll hold off on naming anything else. But that's that's what I've been listening to. And that's where I tend to post um, all of those songs to. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. <laughs> that's where I post all of those songs to. Uh, so if you're curious, go follow that playlist. Okie dokie, let's see. This one is Amber M said, Emma, what do you think will change in the rave community post pandemic, if anything? So this question was probably the most asked question this week when we get to the Instagram comments. There's so many about like my opinions on the pandemic and like how I think that'll change everything and when I think festivals will come back. So for this one, how I think it'll change the raving community. Honestly, the biggest things I've thought about is so much of like music festivals in the raving community, like part of it is the music and going to see the sets. But the other part of it is like the ambiance and being with your friends and meeting new people and having those real like interpersonal connections. So I find it hard 
to like picture social distancing at a festival or even these like really cool drive-in shows which they did in Germany all these people like pulled up in their cars and like a DJ performed so fucking cool but part of it to me is the human connection and human aspect of it so I think when it's safe and when we're able to go back I think people are just going to cherish it so much more and I I think people are just still going to be as loving and accepting and even more excited about um, being present in a moment so I think it'll make people more present more appreciative and I mean on a on a real note probably more dermaphobes uh i don't know like logistically maybe festivals will have better bathrooms with more uh bathrooms you can actually wash your hands with soap and water maybe people will will wear more face masks you know for the first few maybe so we'll see but safety is probably going to be taken a little bit more seriously health and safety actually at festivals so i think that that's sort of my opinion on um how I think it'll change but again a lot of it is is a guess at this point but anyway that's my thoughts on that um let's see this uh, Katie Smith had a similar question how do you think the pandemic will affect rave fashion i.e matching face masks cute gloves to keep your hands covered yeah I think so I mean I think we kind of covered that already Uh, she said maybe cute fun shaped hand sanitizer keychains that's amazing I think some people brought hand sanitizer already anyway I I this isn't rave fashion related I think less people will share their water because a lot of the times I would frequently share drinks with my friends let them drink out of my lunchbox hydration pack probably will will be holding off from that um but yeah I think face masks face masks wow (laughs) are very big right now every rave clothing company is jumping on them so I think we're still gonna see a lot of those I have so much lipstick on my teeth. (laughs) This YouTube video, you guys are just going to watch me just cleaning my teeth off every two seconds. Okay. Ooh, uh, Base Festival Vlog said, outside of your own niche festival rave and EDM content, what YouTubers do you love the shit out of? I have been watching Cody Ko for years since he was on Vine when he was like 24 years old. So Cody Ko inspiration love the man think his content is fucking hysterical i'm obviously one of my biggest hobbies is makeup i love the makeup community i love kelly strack juicy jazz kathleen lights manny mua jacqueline hill like i've been watching those people five plus years like it's been such a long time i love tyra o'neill um she's more of a lifestyle creator and like Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton, like the more like lifestyle girls, Sierra Schultze, I watch them all the time. Um, obviously, I'm a huge YouTube consumer. I would say I watch YouTube more than I watch TV, movies, like anything else. I watch YouTube. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of all types of content across the board. <laughs> Frizzy Bob said, does your boyfriend go to festivals with you? If no, why not? I did a full episode and I have a video on my YouTube channel about um, having a significant other who does not rave. So definitely go check that out. Um, But he's just not into it. He's not into the type of music. He kind of likes it, but he doesn't do well with crowds and it's just not his scene. So we've personally figured out a way to coordinate that in our relationship and I get to go have nice fun weekends with my friends create my content do my thing and then you know I come home and he's home and I get to spend that time with him so we've we've figured out a way to make it work Kaylee K said if you have to choose which flow art would you like to learn that's a great question I 
I do think loving is so fucking cool. I was just talking about this yesterday with people. I think loving is a really interesting skill to have. I like getting glove, like I get like getting light shows. I do have a levitation wand from Glow Effects. I've practiced twice with it way harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I guess the levitation wand, I, I, I don't know. I was going to do some tutorials and I haven't picked it up in a while. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it a mission to, to practice with that. So we'll say the levitation wand. Okay. Passion. The Panther said, Hey, Emma, I'm a, I have yet to go to my first rave and was wondering about something. Even though dancing and meeting new people is a big part of the fun, I was wondering if there are also other things to do at these events as well. Thank you so much. I love your videos. That's a good question. I mean, I guess from the outside looking in, if you haven't done one yet, that seems like it's all it is. But there is a lot of downtime. Like it depends on the type of person you are. Like a lot of people will just spend the event wandering, hanging out, chatting, meeting new people. Depending on the festival, you could go on rides or they might have games and like really interactive like cool things Uh, if it's a camping festival you might have a lot of downtime to just like lounge around hang out in a hammock catch a show from further back go eat food go hang in your campgrounds and you know drink or play games and like all that fun stuff especially if it's summertime like that just seems like the coolest vibe ever, ever I can't wait for for next year for electric forest but yeah no there's plenty of other things to do um interact with the art installations like so many fucking cool things so it's definitely it's not all just watching a set and dancing there's a million other things going on at a live event um and then the last one from youtube is victoria caridi and says how and where can i find a rave family uh to either go to edc with or anywhere else it totally depends we're gonna do an episode coming up very soon you guys i forgot to mention this earlier Uh, all about rave families and how people found their rave families what makes them unique Uh, so you guys can still send in submissions for that Uh, email raveculturecast at gmail.com just telling me your rave family story and any other experiences traditions like whatever it is so I I have mentioned this before um, but it just depends I mean if you go to events I just really just interact with the people around you you can meet friends through friends um you can meet people through facebook communities online and attending meetups that they host obviously when those are allowed again so all of those ways are are ways to find people and meet new people in your community and this next question is a pretty pretty real question but you guys know i'm an open book so i will always always share how i feel about things this one's from dayla adams it says what has been your scariest and your best memories at a show or festival So one of my scariest, I've mentioned this before, was at an event in New York City. Uh, It was just a show at like a venue I've been to a million times. And at this one particular event, uh, one of my good friends ended up, we believe, it was never confirmed because she didn't go to the doctor, but we believe that she was potentially roofied and it was like the scariest night of my life uh just an overall bad scenario we she went off to the bar we were not that far from her she met a guy went off with him to the bar and the next thing I knew someone was texting me I have your friend outside with with the um security and stuff you need to come get her and I fucking wanted to throw up and she was completely gone completely out of it didn't know where she was and who she, it was just like a mess clearly had it had been maybe an hour maybe an hour 45 minutes that we hadn't seen her 
and it was like night and day like something was completely off and the girl only had like maybe two or three drinks so it something was super off so that was one of the scariest moments ever just realizing that you know you get so comfortable at some point and you forget that things like this can happen to you and we were just so lucky and grateful that we found her and that that person texted us and that you know somebody didn't take her home or you know fucking who knows so scariest moment for sure best memory at a festival I mean there's a million (laughs) there's so many it just depends on the show I just did a video my top 10 EDM sets on my YouTube channel so those are my favorite sets I've ever seen but I I mean top of the line probably EDC Las Vegas fireworks like nothing will top that view and just EDC in general my meetup last year one of the best moments of my life meeting so many of you in person so those would those would categorized as my best memories for sure all right let's do we're gonna try and do a flash round here i'm gonna try and knock out all of these instagram questions um again at emma capotis and at rave culture cast if you guys ever want to participate in the future i always post um you know questionnaires and stuff like that on there so that's where these all came from okay at chels underscore ea said if shows are allowed this year will you try to attend any or would you wait it out till next year completely that is a really good question i think honestly at this point i'm just going with the flow and i'm doing what like the health officials the professionals who know what they're doing are telling us is like okay and unfortunately i'm in the obviously new york new jersey area which is one of the worst hit places and they've been very strict about our guidelines and things like that, which I'm happy about because I obviously don't want anyone to get sick. I had a bunch of tickets to shows this spring. A lot of the shows have been canceled or p- potentially postponed without dates announced yet. Um, I mean, if it were safe in quotation marks and they said it's okay and somehow figured out a way to let us go to these shows this year, maybe in the fall or something like that. Um, I probably would go, but again, I've been very adamant about like, I don't want to attend anything until I have a vaccine. So I don't think that's going to happen this year personally. So I don't foresee me attending any shows this year, unfortunately. This next one is from Samantham underscore XP. Ooh, would you ever go back to school for anything? Maybe for a master's. Thank you for your question. That's a really good one. I, I've thought about this before. I'm curious what you guys are doing and if you're in school right now or if you're a graduate or if you're past that. Would I ever go back to school? Um, I don't think so. But again, never say never. I did school. I did like an associate's kind of like program, graduate program a little over a year ago in the fall. And I never really thought I'd be going back to school. But I went and got my... Um, I did a class for user experience design because I just think that was very interesting and it was helpful towards my career. So I took like a 10-week course night class and it ended up being good. I kind of liked being back in classes again and I just thought that would be important to help advance my career in the future. So something like that I would do. I would never do a master's program. I have no interest in going back to school for like years. I'm just not a fan (laughs) I'm also like a graphic designer by trade so I feel like there's so many online commute like online classes and tutorials especially for design like there are online um things like lynda.com which is all like paid tutorials you can do to learn these skills so as long as I'm like refreshing my knowledge on like the adobe suites and what new programs are out and things like that then I think that would be helpful 
for me. Um, I'm also very into teaching myself new things on my own through YouTube. So I've mentioned this recently, but I've been learning how to read tarot cards. And so to me, I'd rather like just learn new skills that I find are interesting rather than going back to like get a formal education is my very long-winded answer of saying that. <laughs> okay, next one is from Beza XO. Will you be attending EDC Las Vegas 2021? I would love nothing more than to attend EDC Las Vegas next year. It is in the game plan. Again, we will completely like have to see what happens this year and like how I don't think they're going to have EDC this year. I know I'm like not supposed to put negative things out there in this world. But again, no vaccine, no festival, in my opinion. So I don't know how that's going to affect it, because if they're going to let everybody either choose the option to refund or carry their tickets over, um, then there's really not going to be that many tickets left for 2021. So my friends and I, we next year, my friend is best friend is getting married. I'm in her wedding and she wanted her bachelorette party to be EDC Las Vegas. So it was the game plan to go with some of the bridesmaids and still is. But again, we're going to have to see if like enough tickets are available, if we can secure anything because we were going to go all out and get VIP because she hasn't been back since EDC 2015 when we went together and we wanted to like ball out and have so much fun. So we'll see. But it is in the game plan to go. At Georgie 1031, is there a new skill you've learned o- learned during this quarantine? So yes, I just mentioned it. I'm learning tarot cards. I think it is so fascinating and interesting. I have a very strong intuition. I'm very in touch with the spiritual side of me, a little bit psychic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So I am just totally eating up learning this new skill and find it so fascinating. So I've been learning the cards slowly but surely and hopefully we'll be able to read them at some point, do readings for other people. That's definitely in the cards, pun intended. What else have I been learning? I don't know. Brian and I have been outside throwing the football around a lot and I've been trying to get a really good spiral down. (laughs) That's the only other thing I think I've, uh, I've been trying to brush up on. Okay. Pickle Rick B 76, most awkward conversation at a rave. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a super awkward conversation. Oh my God, I'll never forget. Okay, last year at my meetup, one of my subscribers and her husband's, I will never forget it, she was fucking awesome. Um, We traded candy and he said a joke or like he took the candy, we were chatting and then I think he turned to me and he was like, why did you give me a candy that said ass milk? And I looked at him in horror. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't have a candy that says ass milk. Like, oh my God. I was I was so embarrassed because I had treated so much candy at that point that I wasn't even reading them anymore. And I was like, did I just give this man a fucking candy that says ass milk on it? Like I had a panic attack and they both started cracking up. He's like, I'm totally fucking with you. You didn't give me a candy that said that. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then later, I think it was the next day because we were at Elenium. She taps me on the shoulder and she's like, hey, here's like me and my husband are right like right behind you he was the one that told you you gave him the ass milk candy I was like oh I remember you don't you worry (laughs) I'll never forget that so they were so fucking funny and had such a good sense of humor and we got to spend some time together the next day at Elenium so that was really really funny uh awkward moment for me I 
almost died of embarrassment because I thought I gave him that candy. <laughs> God, I hope some of you make me an ass milk candy now. The next time I can go to a festival, I would actually die if someone did that. Okay, so this one's from Anson Duong. He said, if you had an option, would you go to Governor's Ball or Firefly? Interesting. So I've spoken about this before. Governor's Ball, not my favorite. I was going to go this year because the lineup was good. But I've never done Firefly, so I would personally lean towards Firefly. Both I'm sort of like meh about, but Firefly, like you can do the whole camping experience. And I feel like if you had a good group together, it could be pretty fun. Uh, so I would pick Firefly personally. Okay, this next question is from Adat868. Excision back-to-back Elenium or Seven Lions back-to-back Lane 8? Seven Lions back-to-back Lane 8. Why am I even thinking about it? I love Elenium more than anything. Excision hands down a king legend fucking kills it but no questions asked seven lions back to back lean eight that would be such an interesting set i don't know how they would pull that off lean eight is a little bit more chill than seven lions is okay carly p fister said what bothers you most at raves um people who don't say excuse me because manners cost nothing it's so easy just to look someone in the eye and say excuse me when you cut them off and excuse me will go so long such a long way sorry so people don't say excuse me um people who cut in lines I don't care if your friends are standing up in the front if you are waiting in a long ass water line and people just cut in front of you oh nothing grinds my gears as much as that uh and that happened at the shuttles at EDC Las Vegas it was so we were waiting hours for the shuttles and people were cutting in line and it was the most infuriating feeling in the entire world so probably those are the top two things i would say otilia4 what's up otilia4 i recognize your username (laughs) if you were a dj what would your dj name be you guys have to help me with this one if you have any suggestions please dm me and let me know i need i need some help i think i've done some like random I'm really thinking here, by the way. <laughs> it's a bit of an inside joke, maybe a story for a rainy day, but but my name would be DJ Wobbles, and I'm not going to get into why. <laughs> okay, JN Carew said, what made you start sharing your festival experiences? Which is a very great question. Long story short, uh, after EDC Las Vegas, I realized that there wasn't enough content on YouTube to help people prepare for such massive festivals because I was searching nonstop to prepare for that and I was like there's not enough videos out here so I wanted to help other people and share my experiences and document them and I I was really into makeup at the time so I was like oh this will be really cool I'll I'll start a YouTube channel to help people prepare for festivals and talk about the raving community and that was in 2017 so it took me a little bit to get there I was a little nervous to start a channel at first this next one is from Justel Irizari, and it says, would you ever go, would you ever get to a festival? Wow, I can't talk. It's been a long day. Would you ever get a festival or artist related tattoo? 1000% yes. Uh, I love tattoos. I have a whole bunch of them. I recently couldn't think of the next one I wanted to get. Like I'm definitely going to wait a while, but two of the ideas I'm playing around with are festival related so yes i would 1000 percent do that in the future roman sarlo said who is your fave out of these why do you guys always do this to me <laughs> seven lions eric prids jaws or oliver heldens uh seven lions i would say i would say seven lions then prids then heldens then then jaws that would be my order 
Andy Swan, three. Who or what artist first got you interested in EDM? Ooh. I've thought about this question before and I feel like there's like dance artists that I knew about that I think like piqued my interest like I think 90s dance music was so fucking good and I still listen to it on the radio when I drive in my car um so I think I always liked dance music but I guess when I was really getting into it was like 2010 2011 and it was all of the major like big room house DJs like Swedish House Mafia Avicii Skrillex got me really into EDM uh, I was really into David Guetta. I remember I downloaded so many David Guetta songs, Afrojack, Alesso, all of those big people. Calvin Harris, definitely Calvin Harris. Yeah, all around that time when they were all like exploding and I was in college, I would say all of them got me very into going to EDM shows. T. Mattis said, have any of your friends outgrown raving? Um, yes, I would say some definitely have. Some only come occasionally. My good friend Diane. Hi, Diane. She only comes like on occasion now. Um, she used to go to way more. And then my best friend Vicky comes occasionally. Me and Tara probably are like the most involved still. But yeah, I mean, that naturally happens. But that's also like how I've made so many friends in the raving community because when I was going to festivals and everything, we're all in like the same circle. So then I became really close with people who do this like full time. So some of my like, best friends from high school and college maybe outgrew it a little bit but then I also found my other community of people who do this all the time so I sort of like supplemented there (laughs) and now I have my home in both places okay um oh and T Mattis also said would you say you go to more shows or festivals uh I that's a good question um I think last year I did five or six festivals so I've done more shows I'm very close to Brooklyn in the city uh, and I used to live in Hoboken New Jersey for a while which was much easier to get into the city from there so I frequent shows I used to do like one a month or one every two months if I could and usually in the summer it would pick up a lot so it's it's breaking my heart a little bit right now that I don't don't have any shows to go to all right we're almost done you guys <laughs> KT cool underscore 11 says how do you think the EDM scene will change after the virus change in people festivals industry uh, so this was the, the first of many that came in like this so I'll answer it once again I think people will be more appreciative more excited about being there more present in the moment I think the festival industry we might lose a couple festivals that were on like the way smaller scale because I don't think financially they'll be able to maybe recover from this or recover from taking a year off so I don't know we might lose some festivals which would really fucking suck um I feel like AEG and Insomniac like all of those major corporations will will be okay um I do think maybe we'll keep the live streams because now that people are doing them and they're gonna be doing them for the next few months I think maybe that will become more routine and normal I could also see some event productions or even artists starting to charge money for live streams because I think it was LS Dream who's starting to do that I think he's doing a paid subscription I could be wrong but that's what I heard from a friend so I don't know I mean these artists aren't being paid right and they can't go a year without being paid so I don't blame them for needing to eventually have an income like that totally makes sense I guess it's just like finding a balance of what is free content and what should be paid for So that'll be interesting. And industry-wise, I think when the EDM scene first opens up again, I think it's going to be hard to get tickets. I think maybe there will be an increase in ticket prices, but I think that will flatten out eventually. I just think 
people are going to be gung-ho to go to events and finally be back. So I'm I'm very interested to see how how ticket sales go because they were already getting very difficult to get tickets to things and I feel like it's going to be worse after this, but you know, we'll we'll approach cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. God underscore is underscore Gracie said, where do you start as a teen who wants to be a part of rave culture? Tips, advice, family, etc. That's fucking awesome. First of all, that you're getting into this as a teen. I think that is absolutely amazing. Um, well, right now, nobody can go to shows, so you don't have to worry about getting in anywhere. Uh, so I would say listening to this podcast, like watching other content creators and learning about the culture and the community is uh, an easy place to start. Joining Facebook groups is a big thing and finding communities there. Uh, obviously, that's like the most thing, the thing you have most at your disposal, Reddit. What else? I, I mean, honestly, like I love watching EDM TikTok right now and learning about the culture and people's like funny videos about it there. That's always a good one. Uh, there's some really good documentaries on the EDM scene and the festival industry. Uh, Carl Cox has one. Under the Electric Sky is about elect, uh, is about EDC Las Vegas. I think Kygo, there's an Avicii documentary. So I would watch some documentaries if you want to learn more about like the history of raving and different events. Uh, I think that would be a really interesting place for you to start as well. And then, you know, it, it'll just, they'll have more knowledge with the more time and more experience. So that's just, you know, a good place to start. Okay, so, oh, and... Herm Liz said, story of how you met your boyfriend. <laughs> have I shared that on here yet? I don't know if I have. Uh, Brian and I met on New Year's Eve in a bar in Hoboken. <laughs> and it was love at first sight. No, I'm kidding. But it was. Um, yeah, he was like the only guy in the bar that I was had my eye on. And apparently his friends said the same thing after he saw me. So then, yeah, we just connected from there. Uh, and then we spent a couple months apart, not really talking. And then he came back into the picture and won me over. And then it's been almost three years since then. So yeah, we met in a bar on New Year's Eve. <laughs> okay. Daniel 95 X said, do you think festivals will be permanently changed after the pandemic? Oh, we went there. Okay. Sorry. I grouped these together. <laughs> okay. Jackie.n5 asked this question. I was like, girl, she said, how do you feel confident? I'm five foot and sometimes I get insecure. Girl, you should feel great. Being five foot is amazing, you little petite little thing. I think somebody will love you no matter what size you are, no matter what shape, what height, doesn't matter. Um, you just got to own it. And honestly, like F anybody else's opinion about you. Uh, be comfortable in your own own skin. And, you know, I just think don't make it a big deal. I think the way you talk about it to other people, um, the way you let it affect you, I know that's way easier said than done. But I think if you don't look at it as a big deal, then other people won't. But if you're always feeling like insecure about it internally, you might be projecting that onto other people. So girl, Snooki is like four foot ten and look at the empire that that woman has built. <laughs> so I say rock that. Uh, there's no problem with it at all. Uh, and if, you know, when you go out, if that's something you feel a little insecure about, I used to wear high heels all the time or wedges or something like that. So you always have that option, which is really good when you're when you're a short chick. So, yeah, if you need anything, DM me. I will answer that more clearly <laughs> to you personally. 
Okay. I loved this one. Alex C. 675 said, are you the CEO of Lunchbox? And I almost died when I read that. <laughs> no, I am not the CEO of Lunchbox. Uh, Tom is, he um, is a wonderful human being who brought me onto the Lunchbox team. I am now a part-time member. I am the director of community and culture for them. Big fan of the product, obviously, was a bigger fan of the community that they built. And I really like, after getting to meet the team, the full team at EDC Orlando last year was like 100%. How do I get more involved? How do I help you guys? How do we start a partnership together? And then came onto the team I'm this January. And it's been the best fucking thing ever. And I love working with those guys. So huge shout out to the Lunchbox fam. We love them. Okay, our last question here, you guys. Will you adopt a pet to keep you company? That was from Scarlet Rose. No, I will not adopt a pet. Brian and I have talked about this a lot. We've thought about getting a dog many times. And for now, we are interested in buying a home. We have started the home buying process. We are saving like crazy and would like to, I would personally like to buy a home before festival start up again, like in a year or whenever. A pet is just such a huge responsibility. I don't know what the future of my job will be because right now I'm working from home. Eventually I'll have to continue commuting into New York City again. And it's expensive. So all of the reasons. So I do want to do that. I 1000% want a dog one day, but I want to wait till I have a house and a family, I think. So maybe in a couple years from now. And I still have my family dog, Leo. Some of you guys might have seen him in the background. Um, so, you know, when I can go home, I get to go see my, my pet or I've had him over here and I've watched him for the weekend and Brian and I play mom and dad for the weekend. So that's always wonderful to see him. He's a little cockapoo. So that's it for your questions, you guys. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted them uh, for this episode. I will definitely do another one of these in a couple months. So stay tuned for a call out for that. But I'm going to take a quick break here, you guys. It's literally 8 o'clock right now. I'm supposed to be hopping on a Zoom call, so I need to go do that in a couple minutes. But anyway, I'm going to let you guys go right now, and I'll be back in just a second with EDM news and our songs of the week. Alrighty, you guys. Let's get into some EDM news. I literally just took a two-hour break from the podcast to go do that Zoom call, which was awesome I feel so energized after that but anyway okay so a couple really interesting things so I don't know if anybody saw this in the news or floating around on social media but there was a pandemic proof raving suit that was designed by an LA creative studio this thing looks nuts like this is totally like we're living in another century another time I don't know what year it is (laughs) It just looks so futuristic and crazy, Um, but basically it's like a high-tech outfit um, that essentially they're saying like you could wear so that you could be able to attend events. It was designed by the production club, I believe, and it's a pandemic-proof raving outfit. I don't even know. It's a future suit, I guess it's called. But this company, I think I read, they're normally, they normally do things for the festival community. Like they produce interactive installations and bright light shows. And so because the music festival industry has been put on hold, um, they wanted to design something else to sort of like help out the industry. Uh, And I'm reading from Mixmag.net this article about it. But if you've seen it online, it's just totally crazy. And it's just these mock-up pictures are nuts. I'm like, I couldn't imagine. To me, it's like not human. Like I feel like part of the connection of a festival is having that human interaction. But of course, like, you know, I think people would take anything at this point to be able to go to live events. So 
it's totally crazy. I'm sure we're going to see more stuff like this invented and put out there uh, in the media just as like solutions or temporary like things. Do I think this would actually be mass produced? No, I can't even imagine how expensive this thing (laughs) would possibly be. But you guys, you don't have to worry because there are alternative options because Germany just had its first drive-in rave, which was crazy. This, I when I saw this online, I was like, this looks amazing. The videos were nuts. People basically drove into this parking lot or wherever it was, and these DJs performed for them. And I guess they listened through their car. It's so cool. Um, it says, the this is on EDM.com, the creative approach was imagined by the German team behind the festival World Club Dome. Um, I guess their event was postponed so they put their thinking caps on and came up with the idea of bringing the event to a parking lot allowing fans to experience the first ever live streaming event inside this german name auto kino dusseldorf drive-in cinema (laughs) stadium which is crazy so they had artists there they had pyrotechnics fireworks the photos are nuts like honestly this is how to make the best of a bad situation i feel like germany's been handling this pandemic pretty well so far which has been crazy but um, yeah, you could pull up, uh, stay safe in your car, tune into the set over the radio, and it's like a drive-in theater kind of thing. And people were like honking their horns and all getting into it together. I would 1000% do that as like a temporary solution. I think it's like another thing, just like a live stream. If you can have an in-person experience, even better. So I think that's so cool. And again, it just shows you how incredible this community is and the EEM scene has just really stepped up to the plate and pulled together these incredible things and took the initiative. So it's just amazing. That's how I know this community will survive this. Like people always ask like how, you know, these questions came up today. How is it going to be? Look at how it is now. We're, we're already still trying to have that experience and it is all about music at the end of the day and there's no shortage of that. So I think we'll be just fine when this is all over. Uh, And lastly, any Odessa fans listening, uh, news just broke that Odessa uh, announced um, and Golden Features share a release date for the album Bronson. So that's the name of it. It's going to be released on July 17th. So you will have a nice summer album. And I believe their their first single was dropped this past Friday. So that's really, really exciting. And I'm, you know, I haven't been super into Odessa in the past, but it's definitely something I want to get into. I like a couple of their songs. So I'm excited to hear what their album is like. I always love, love new albums. So very pumped about that. Nice and short and sweet, you guys, this week on EDM News. So, okay, songs of the week. Are you guys ready for this? What have I been loving this week? So I think in one of my past episodes, I mentioned Duke Dumont. I'm still on a Duke Dumont kick. Uh, I've been on a Lane 8 kick again. (laughs) I just keep going back to Lane 8 uh, because he had a really incredible live stream um, at the room service live stream. If any of you guys listen to that, I was sitting there. I was doing my tarot cards and teaching myself some of them. And I listened to his set and it was awesome. So I think it's online. Somebody uploaded it. So definitely go check that out. I think I already said this, but For a Feeling by Camel Fat. I'm still not over that one either. (laughs) Uh, Let's go into my new Music Friday. I'm trying to think of what I've been listening to. I've been listening to sets. So the Big Booty Mix 17 finally came out from two friends. You guys... It's my workout playlist. It puts me in the best mood. If you've never listened to the Big Booty Mixes from Two Friends, you're missing out. Go stream that shit on SoundCloud right now. They think of everything. They are like the mashup masters. 
They're so fun. It's like the perfect party music, perfect workout music. They throw the most random like little clips and sound effects in there. It's always a good time. So the 17, the one they just dropped is actually really fucking good. Oh, and Don Diablo's new song, Inside My Head. Big fan. Big fan of Don Diablo. So those are all of my recommendations for the the week and what I've been currently listening to. And we're just about here up on the hour, you guys. So thank you all so much for submitting questions today. If you submitted, uh, again, I will be doing a part four probably in a couple of months. Uh, I am still looking for your submissions, I believe, for your rave family. So please submit those stories. Um, Tell me about it. How did you meet your rave family? What makes you guys unique? What is your dynamic like? Uh, Who are the characters? Like, tell me all about your rave family. Uh, I'm very much excited about that one. So please email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. You guys can always send me feedback, um, people that you want me to interview, because I am trying to line up a few guests for the next coming episodes. So let me know who you guys want to see me interview on here. I'm going to try and reach out to some artists. If I can get artists on here, like Gesture, that would be awesome. Uh, I would absolutely love and appreciate if you guys could do a few things for me. If you can make this your Instagram stories and tag at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis, that would be a huge help. I very much appreciate it. Rate and review on iTunes. Uh, Give us a follow and subscribe over on Spotify or on my YouTube channel. What's up, YouTube fam? And you can follow along with us on Twitter and on, on Instagram. I can't talk. At Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Uh, I'm going to be posting more questionnaires and all kinds of fun things over there. So thank you for joining the family and for sticking with me. I hope you all stay happy and healthy wherever you are listening from. Thank you guys for listening. And I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.